The Paranormal Chick here. Welcome to episode 12 of my podcast. Today, we are going to talk about vampires. I have to be honest, I am absolutely fascinated with this subject. I think vampire lore is one of the most awe-inspiring, fantastic lore out there. Whether it's true or not, that's definitely up to you to decide. But the legends and myths around vampires, oh, it's just so phenomenal. But I'm going to talk about a couple of stories of vampire encounters and then one famous vampire that's not Dracula. So without further ado, we're going to talk about Marisol's story. I had a strange incident back in 1991. I believe that I met a real vampire and not a psychic vampire, but a real vampire. When I first saw this guy, the word vampire screamed in my head. It was weird. I thought it was my imagination. He had short dark hair, dark eyes. He looked kind of European. And based on subsequent artistic representations that I've seen, I would say that he looked kind of Roman, like old Roman, like gladiator Roman, very old world. He just seemed old, but young at the same time. Over the next couple of days, I would think of that scream that I first heard in my head. So I decided to test and see. I wanted to use a mirror to see if he had a reflection. Apparently, he had read my mind and saw that I didn't pose a threat. So we spent the next few weeks just basically talking. He was trying to hint at me about what he was, but I was too afraid to come out and just ask him. He told me about being alive over 400 years ago and not being able to go into the sunlight, etc. He basically told me that he was a vampire without using the word vampire. One day, after knowing him for about a month, I go home, and the next day, I woke up with a funny type of memory loss. I remembered everything clearly for the last two weeks, except... Those memories about him were almost like a blur. It was like trying to remember something from 10 years ago or trying to remember a dream. It's like it was there, but I couldn't hang on to the thought. As the day went on, my memories of him became clearer and I eventually regained full memory as the day wore on. When I went back to where I was spending time with him, he was gone. I truly believe that he had hypnotized me to forget about him. But it is kind of weird how I'm going to, I am going to remember everything of the day before except for him. It is also a possibility, well my theory, I was able to retain and regain my memories because I have a strong mind. But who knows? So that's Marisol's story. I find it very interesting. And if you read other encounters, other stories of people who encounter supposed vampires, it's kind of similar. They're not immediately attacked. They're just talked to. They listen. They hear the stories of that being. Maybe it has something to do with their age. Maybe it's loneliness. It's almost like Interview with a Vampire, the movie by Anne Rice. Well, the book by Anne Rice and Hollywood made it into a movie. 
It all boils down to being on this earth for so long, you just want somebody to hear your story. Could that have been it? We'll never know. This next encounter occurred in New York. There were three real vampire encounters here in New York that were documented by authorities. The first one was released to the public, which is the one I will go into detail about. That happened around late 70s or early 80s. And the second one was classified and sent to the feds to be investigated. Red flag. Nothing of that investigation was ever released to the public, nor was it ever brought up again. The third one was also partially released to the public. But like I said, we are going to talk about the first encounter that happened in late 70s, early 80s. The story goes, a guy is hit by an ambulance and thrown anywhere between 30 to 40 feet into a crowded intersection. There happened to have been an ambulance already there on site as it was at the intersection waiting for the light. Basically, all they had to do was open the door, put the guy in the ambulance, and they got him to the hospital. This is where it gets very interesting. He refused all treatment, including blood work and x-rays. He wanted to leave, but he was surrounded by hospital staff and other patients in the ER. He also refused to disclose his name or any identifying information. They eventually put him into a private room with a nurse outside. He was also on a secured floor. He refused all food and water, and interestingly enough, an elderly couple came in to visit him and they were carrying very heavy army duffel bags. They leave later without the duffel bags. An ER tech goes in to pick up the patient for x-rays. So he goes with the ER, the x-ray tech. A nurse, curious to find out what was in those duffel bags, decides to go into his room. She goes into the bathroom and finds a bunch of blood donation bags on the floor. Most of them were empty. She is instantly spooked. She turns and runs out of the room. And that's when she encounters a wheelchair that he was supposed to be in with the x-ray tech. And the wheelchair is there. But the person sitting in it was the orderly. And he had fang holes in his neck. She screams and armed security guards come running. Remember, this is a secure floor. The witnesses state he flashed fangs at the guard and the guard shoots him. The bullets did absolutely nothing to him. He then is purported to jump out of a window and there are anywhere between 15 to 20 stories above the ground. They state he runs off like nothing had ever happened to him. Nothing was ever disclosed or found out about this patient. Nobody knows who he was, where he came from, and he was never heard from again. So was he a vampire? Or was he something else? Was it paranoia? Was it mind, your mind paint, playing tricks on the witnesses? We'll never know. The nurse that encountered and was the main witness to the story actually quit her job. So it's very interesting how this all panned out. 
and it left just more questions instead of answers. You'll have to decide for yourself on this one. This next story is of a famous vampire. He was known as Count of Saint Germain. Some say he is a true immortal. Others will swear he's a vampire. But what do we really know about this awe-inspiring figure that literally turned 1740s Europe upside down on its head? He was purported to be an, al an alchemist of great wealth, knowledge, and charm. He was known for throwing lavish dinner parties. But make note, he never touched a bite of food. Eventually, King Louis XV of France employed him as a diplomat, and it was reported that he seemed to annoy Giacomo Casanova by never shutting the hell up at dinner. And even Voltaire wrote of him saying that he knows everything and never dies. During his stay in England, his oddities and evasive answers regarding his background eventually led to his arrest with accusations of being a spy. Keep in mind, this was during a time that there was an active uprising in Britain, so anybody not normal was being looked at as potential spies and arrested or hung. He was acquitted, of course, but he left an impression. Per English writer Horace Walpole, the fourth Earl of Orford, he wrote a letter stating, the provost of Edinburgh is in custody of a messenger, and the other day they, see, they seized an odd man who goes by the name of Count St. Germain. He has been here these two years and will not tell who he is or whence, but professes that he does not go by his right name. He sings, plays on the violin wonderfully, composes, is mad, and not very sensible. He is called an Italian a Spaniard, a Pole, somebody that married a great fortune in Mexico and ran away with her jewels, a priest, a fiddler, a vast nobleman. That, my friends, is, is extraordinary to describe one man. All of that, he was a musician, he was a composer, he was a lover, he was a charmer. This man was fascinating. And he not only fascinated people in Britain, but in Paris as well. After he found his way into King Louis XV's French court just a few years later, he then moved on to the Dutch Republic, where he, among other things, tried to broker a peace deal between France and Britain during the Seven Years' War. From there, he continued to travel throughout Europe, sharing his music and knowledge, seemingly endless monologues with anyone who would sit through a dinner with him. There is an accounting for the last few years of his life. It was said that he spent the time doing alchemy, I can't say it, <laughs> experiments with dyeing fabric for Prince Charles of Hesse-Kessel Hesse in Germany. He reportedly died in 1784, but the one record of his death was written under a king's order and is not believed to be true. But it gets weirder. Now remember, no one has been able to get confirmation on who Count St. Germain truly is 
and where he comes from. Some people have even stated they truly believe he found the key term or immortality or that he's a vampire. There's actually a famous story that is told over and over and over again. It was about the time he ran into Countess von Gregory in Paris. She was surprised to see him, given she had met another another Count St. Germain some 50 years earlier in Venice, who looked exactly like this one. When she asked if it, if it was his father whom she had met, he said no. It was totally him. Of course, this resulted in the predictable rumors of the Count being 100 years old, which he didn't refute, and which have also spiraled into still existing theories of the Count living for the last several hundred years, and if not thousands. Not only did people claim to have seen him a few years after his death in the late 18th century, but sightings have been reported as recently as the 1970s with one guy even claiming to be him. Now, when you Google Count St. Germain, you'd be surprised in what you would find. His story never ends and now has ties to New Orleans. Whether they're true, fantasy, or made up, you'll have to decide for yourself, but it's definitely an interesting read. Well, That's all I have for you tonight, my friends. As always, I want to hear your feedback, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to hear your experiences and your stories. If you have and would like to share them and would like to remain anonymous, just let me know. But send them to me. You can reach me at theparanormalchick, C-H-I-C, at gmail.com, or theparanormalchick, C-H-I-C, at icloud.com. This video will be uploaded to YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and follow me. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and anywhere you can listen to your spot to podcast as the Paranormal Chick. Until tomorrow, my friends, good night and stay safe.